Can life be a continual feast? Yes. Amen. Should life be a continual feast? Yes. Which testament tells us that life should be a continual feast? The Old Testament? Then who should really have a continual feast? We should. We should in the New Testament. Turn to Hebrews chapter 1 for just a few opening verses of Scripture about the Lord Jesus Christ. Today's theme is it's all about Him. It's all about Him. And so I got to take you, by privilege of the pulpit, to my favorite passage from the Old Testament about Him, or one of them, one of the chief ones. And now I want to share with you from the New Testament just the words, just to inhale them, savor them, and love them. A few verses from this book of Hebrews. Hebrews has a very simple theme. Jesus is better than anything in the Old Testament. Therefore, you Hebrews that have been converted and been baptized as Christians, don't think about going back because you're going to give up everything better. And so it's just better. Chapter 1 and chapter 2, he's better than the angels. Chapter 3, he's better than Moses. Chapter 4, he's better than Joshua. Chapter 5, he's got a better priesthood. And it just continues through the whole book, Jesus Christ is better. Just listen to these words, embrace them, inhale them, savor them. Starting at verse 1 of Hebrews chapter 1. God, who at sundry times and in divers' manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Being made so much better than the angels, as he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. For unto which of the angels said he at any time, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. And again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. And again, when he bringeth in the first begotten into the world, he saith, And let all the angels of God worship him. And of the angels he saith, Who maketh his angels spirits, and his ministers a flame of fire. But unto the Son he saith, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore God, even thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. That was a long passage. But those verses are all about the Lord Jesus Christ. He made the worlds. He's the express image of God. He is a perfect picture of God. We'll never see God. We see God through Jesus. A man that is also God and all the character traits of God in him. It's a beautiful passage of scripture. When it says in verse 4 being made so much better than the angels, as he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. What name did Jesus inherit that made him different from the angels? And it goes on to say it. Son of God. 
The angels were never the sons, son of God, not like Jesus was the son of God. I'll be to him a father. He'll be to me a son. Jesus of Nazareth is better than the angels. He made the angels. They're just spirits. They're flames of fire. He's God. Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. Chapter 2, verse 5. For unto the angels hath he not put in subjection the world to come, whereof we speak. The angels don't rule the world to come and the future. But one in a certain place testified, saying, this is David in Psalm 8, one in a certain place testified, saying, What is man, that thou art mindful of him, or the son of man, that thou visitest him? Thou madest him a little lower than the angels. Thou crownedst him with glory and honor, and didst set him over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet. For in that he put all in subjection under him, he left nothing that is not put under him. But now we see not yet all things put under him. These three verses are from Psalm 8. All things are put under the feet of man. And so we think, zoo. We've trained and caged an elephant. That's just an animal. All things? How about hell, death, grave, and sin? All things under the feet of Jesus. But it doesn't say Jesus. It's Psalm 8. David didn't know who he was writing about. But how about Hebrews 2.9? Paul tells us who David was writing about. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels. Only for a short period of time was he lower than the angels. Only for 33 and a half years was he lower than the angels. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels. Why was he made a little lower than the angels? So that he could die for the suffering of death. But now we see him crowned with glory and honor. That he by the grace of God should taste death for every man. For it became him. For whom are all things, and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons unto glory, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. For both he that sanctifieth and they who are sanctified are all of one, for which cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren. All things in the universe exist for the glory of Jesus Christ. All things in the universe are because of the creative power of Jesus Christ. And he's not ashamed to call us Brethren, before the universe, he will cast the devil and his angels into hell. He will cast wicked men into hell. And he will own us as his brethren. And we will be given a joint share in ownership of the universe with him as the Son of God. We are joint heirs with Christ. This is the gospel. And it's wonderful. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, bless us in this second assembly that we will honor thy son and love thy son and commit our hearts to go out of this place to obey him in every part of our lives. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.